watching prohibition fall down. All right, let's talk about growing some weed here, man. I got my hash ready. I got you got your joint ready. You doing a joint the show? I do have a joint. I'm kind of stuck. Like, I know why Larry King, you remember that guy? He was, uh, he was the old guy, and he talked like this, and he'd always have a cigarette going. <laughs> See what he's doing. You know, it's something to take your mind off. Oh, really? Dude's talking? Let me smoke some weed, huh? Larry King, do you have, like, what they call, like, the hot stripper wife? For oh, yeah, something? and I believe they call those trophy wives when they're actually not strippers. They're usually the cocktail waitresses <laughs> of the strip club instead. Uh, anyway, he's still around. Is Larry King still kicking? It can't be, right? He was fucking old when I was in high school. Interesting. So, uh, you know who yeah, I did? Good point. I, I caught a Joe Rogan with Clint Eastwood's kid. Scott Eastwood, his name is actually a pretty, pretty cool show, but uh, his dad is 91. Clint Eastwood is 91 years old, still going strong. I like it. I like it. I mean, yeah, if you're right, if you're still rocking and you know, you're, you're, you're good to go, why not? I'm sure he can hold up that 44. What was it? A 44 Magnum? Is that what that was, Guru? That crazy gun? Is that too? Uh, yeah, 44 Mag. Yeah. That's just when you're 91 and you're like not able. You're kind of good. But regardless, let's just talk about growing some cannabis today, guys. The show is yes, built on dudegrows.com, grower questions, dank nugs, all the good stuff. The dank nug today is a Euro step from NB Genetics. Hosted by lover of the sticky nugs. Shout out to Envy. I have hung out with Jay from Envy. All right, don't Gabe, did, didn't you do an, an interview with him or no? I did. I did. Very right cool. Uh, grower questions. We got weird mutations by Stoned Beardo. Beard O. Stone Beardo. I dig it. I dig it. Does he have a big uh, beer or does he like beer and uh, does he have a big beard rather or is it beer and Homer Simpson? Beer dough. Do not Could know, be, but, man. Uh, commas. Grower. We need commas. Question to revisit here. Flush products needed or not by Pink Grow to the Sky. And we're going to tap in on a little bit of a maestro post. Revisit. We're going to revisit a post on flushing. Grow hack here. Laundry, laundry fresh exhaust valve by Bones Too Far High. Got some good DDC names on here. Nice. And uh, we haven't talked about in a bit spider mites. So last grower question. First time with pests. By East Coast Chronic. I haven't had man, spider rates, mites. Rate spider mites. On a stress level, I come in and I say, hey, man, we got spider mites. On a stress level from 1 to 10. Root aphids are a fucking 10. What do you got, mm. man? Um, I mean, it's it's how, one, how quick did you catch them? Mm -hmm. What phase of growth are we in? Those are going to be factors there. But if we just caught them and we're in veg, I'm like maybe a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You can handle them. Spider mites are very handleable. The only easier thing, I think, is thrips. You burnt yourself with a fucking torch, right? Jeez. Ooh, I'm telling you, man. Don't smoke. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're getting. <laughs> like, hey, at least nobody saw that, dude, which was cool. Seriously, I just straight put the torch right to the thumb. Jesus. That's what careful. I'm telling you, man. You can sit there and go like this with a fucking lighter. Don't do nothing. You know, that's what I mean. I cleaned the, the torch was rather immediate. There we go. Yes. Yeah, hide those fingers, man. All right. Uh, before we hop into the show, join the DGC, guys. DudeGrows.com forward slash support. How this show runs. How you guys make it happen. Listener supported. Over at DudeGrows.com forward slash support. When you sign up at $10 a month, you'll be able to order free seeds from Seeds Here Now. We've got 30% off coupons for real growers. A recharge. Access to the DGC Discord server. And number one, the good feeling. 
for real, of making this show happen. Shit, man, I think it's seven years now. What's going on, you know? 1,207 episodes. I can't believe that we're still doing this. And I, I shouldn't say I can't believe it, but it's a testament to our friendship, how we still do this every day. And I love seeing you, dude. I really do. I love hearing from you, talking to you. We even talk at night sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, yes. <laughs> and I'm uh, in the grow. Almost every time you call, where am I at, man? That's Hashtag Scotty don't grow. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. If you want to figure out how to make this show happen yourselves, a little business announcement, summer, summertime, uh, June, June. Scotty's got a little summer travels in June. So if there's a missed show here and there. We'll have a little bit of filler content in a good way as well. Some interviews, some grow tours Scotty's done, but just giving a little heads up. You don't see the show, you know, we'd be doing a little summertime fun. So you will see a lot of content though. Might not be the show, but I have been hanging with growers. I have been hanging with breeders. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did three, three uh, different shows yesterday or three half hour segments. So I hope y'all enjoy them. I hope y'all can have some good summer fun. Got some things planned. I know myself, man, oh my big news for me. Whistler is open very soon. Whistler Bike Park. Already got two times I'm going up there to hang and hit it. Um, real good times there. Uh, but uh, hey, I appreciate that positive. Uh, I know I was going to ask how your back is. I know it's getting better. Man, that positivity. Just give people a, a little advice on that because you're really good at having things to look forward to. Know you're getting better. Your brain, that placebo effect is huge. It is real. So, yeah, man, you feeling good? You're already thinking about it? 100%, man. I'm not at 100%, but I'm, I'm feeling really good. It's one of those things, man. When I made this video for patrons about I'm hurt, I'm down and out, and might miss some shows, that was about three days of pain that I've never had. I could barely get around. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, shit, I thought I was going to be down and out for at least a couple weeks. And right. So I went down for about solid four days, and then now it's about eight days ago and feeling pretty damn good. It's amazing how the body can heal or what core. What kind of pain can come from a pinched nerve? We'll say. And man, I'm not I'm not too religious of a person. I don't go to, to church or anything like that. But I'll be damned when I'm hurt like that or when I'm hurt. <laughs> I do maybe say a little prayer to, to the good man above or wherever the hell he's at or woman could be sky woman for all we know. But uh, hey, man, it is such a it's such a blessing to heal. <laughs> it really is. 100%, 100%. Well, let's take this into some grow show here. Dude grows, grow talk. Dank Nug, first off here, who's growing some dank? You're old step from Envy Genetics by lover of the sticky nugs. Yeah, the Euro <coughs> so step. What does that mean? Is there a, a guru? Isn't maybe? there like a Russian step or something like that? I thought that was like a, no, a geographical the, term. The Euro, oh, the steps in like the Ural Mountains of Russia is what you're talking about. Nah, a Euro step is like a basketball move that's not a travel, but seems like it should be a travel. Guru only <laughs> knows one mountain range in Russia, and that's because that's where they found auto flowers, man. It's also the border. It's like you got to go through one valley to get from Russia and like Eurasia into Europe, too. It's really, oh, yeah. really is, important. Is really, yeah, I thought they said something it's, about the steppe. It's something. where remember. Napoleon went through. It's where Hitler went through. It's you, you got to go that way if you're trying to get to Russia. Diggity, well, man. Is, Diggity. Uh, day 59 from MV Genetics, finishing off nicely with a little help from Winter Frost from New Millennium. Can't wait to char out. We'll be chopping down this weekend. Going to three gal fabric pots with Playground. Playground. That's a green sensations. Playground. He's always doing the the Playground and New Mill sauce mix. Is that what he's doing? 
Secret sauce. Yeah, I have that. I have that downloaded. It's a, I, lo I lost. The, you know, they give you a card with all the nutrient schedule. So I lost it. So I have to Google it on my phone every single time I mix nutes. <laughs> well, this is seventy thirty cocoa perlite grown with new millennium nutrients under a three X spider farm. Oh, under three spider farmer SF one thousands. Good looking nug. Beautiful. And yeah, I've been hearing good things about the uh, the winter frost. The winter frost for the finisher. Yes, nice stuff. I don't know, Guru. We'll talk about what's going on in my grow. I don't need. I don't know if I need the winter frost, man. That shit's senescing nicely, huh? It is. Um, yes. Yes. Are you are you lost in your visuals, no. dude? I, I don't know. Dude, the, I'm not used the, to hash smoking, dude. Man, you're smoking <laughs> a lot, and you're gonna get fucking high. I know it. I'm scared it just to smoke keeps this. Going, you know. We'd have to leave. Now that's good hash. That's the way it's supposed to be, man. Like burning from the outside in, just leaving that ash sitting there. I will read about the author because I know I've done this one once, but it's a good one. Lover of Sticky right. Nug says, been medicating since I was 12, father of five boys, plus current, as Guru said before, it drive me insane. Five boys plus currently plant daddy to nine beautiful girls. I used to think smoking was the main thing I loved about this plant till the day started my first grow that changed the way i thought about this plant in so many ways now i'm weeks away from completing my fourth harvest i'm currently running three different flower tents um and two and my shower grow <laughs> nice anyway ah, nice growing this plant is something that hard to explain it gives me a feeling of relaxation like i never thought possible <laughs> I love it. you got the shower grow you just kind of washcloth off in the sink till harvest you know having a move ultimate <laughs> Having, I mean, if you could go ahead. I was going to say, having five boys in the house has to be like the Hunger Games just going on in your house all the time. It's like a youth gang right there. <laughs> I could, I mean, I have one 16 year old boy and one 10 year old daughter. And man, yeah, that alone, like, I'm like, didn't we just go to the grocery store yesterday? I'm pretty yeah. sure by the time you get to five, the oldest one just takes care of the rest of them. <laughs> That's the plan. I got you. <laughs> All right, put the hash down. Grow talk question here. Weird I tell you, I'm going to light my joint, man, so you better cover me now, brother. <laughs> Weird mutations by Stoned Beardo. So, hey, dude, Scotty Guru, check out this mutation. It's on a Cali OG Kush uh, amnesia haze cross grown in organic living soil. I suspect that it was caused by stress as I had to keep them in a small one-gallon nursery pot till the 15-gallon cloth bag showed up in the mail. I live on a small island off the coast of British Columbia, so it takes a while to get shit in the mail. I feel you. Uh, I guess my question would be, if I were to breed her, do you think this trait can be passed along or I'd just be wasting my time? We're looking at a leaf. Looks like has... the firebird on the fucking hood of the Trans Am is what it looks like. <laughs> a little bit. One of the leaf petals has like turned itself into two, two leaves, which is cool. I don't know if this would be a desired trait for any reason. Do you think this could be caused by stress or just strictly it decided to mutate? Mute. Mutations are def can definitely be caused by stress. And I just want to shout out to Chad Westport. We had a hangout yesterday kind of talking about the breeders and whatnot. Your disco light is on, dude. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if the people at like home can see that or not. But, uh, yeah, that's a nice LED effect over that, uh, that, that plant there, that bud. But go wow, ahead. Man. Does that make the bud bigger, man? 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, Ch Chad was explaining to us. We we do that Know Your Breeder series. Chad came on. Uh, I think it'll be out. I don't know Friday next whenever. But uh, he was explaining there's certain terms you need to know in order to really understand what these breeders are doing. And we did talk about mutations and dominant and recessive traits. So, uh, Guru, you can help me out with this. The Krebs squared, but I know that you can you can breed this trait either in or out of this. Correct. And I mean almost any trait that you can visually see in a plant or test for for something that you can't see you could breed and select for that if you wanted to now is it going to be beneficial to uh who, who knows there can be other traits carried along with whatever mutation caused this to happen they could uh like code for other things but if you wanted to yeah you could take this and stabilize these genetics for this mutation if you wanted to uh it's just a matter of like if there's a good reason to do that or not and if you want to really see, I, I'm, you know, I'm a bamboo grower, so these mutations happen in bamboo somewhat frequently. Uh, there's one, there's bambusa multiplex, genus bambusa multiplex species. And then there are things that happen. He got cut, a guy named Alphonse Carr cut 20,000 uh, bambusa multiplexes. And his I guess something happened. I don't know if it's stress or what, but one showed up yellow. It just completely reversed itself. It's green. Instead of green with a yellow stripe, it was yellow with a green stripe. And he selected for that, and now that's uh, one of the most popular bamboos in the world. Okay, example of, a, I mean, mutations can happen in all living things, right? Like what What about the guy with, like, haven't you ever seen the guy at the beach with two nipples? Wait, you, how about the guy with the biggest fucking neck you've ever seen, man? That's the best <laughs> mugshot. Just Google it. Mugshot let me, the guy with let big me, neck. Let me be clear. Mutations happen in all living things. It's the reason, like we'll talk about it later on, spider mites, why they get resistant to stuff. One, they're just able to, uh, they have a lot of... Uh, epigenetics going on with them but two, two from the devil but two they breed so quick and reproduce so quick that like when a mutation does happen that's advantageous those ones survive they can reproduce sexually or asexually and boom that that gene will become the predominant one it's kind of the stuff like with the virus that we've seen and the different variants of it that are going on those are all mutations that form and when stuff goes through life cycles way like quicker than other things like but us, I mean, it, with people, it's nine months for every, every cycle if you're trying to, where with these bugs, it's every couple of days, it's laying a couple hundred eggs. Um, they don't even need it just to goes breed, through a series of generations way faster than we do. Can't one spider mite recreate like without uh, any other spider mites? Yeah, that's what I was saying. They reproduce sexually and asexually. They have some fecundity to the way that they are actually able to reproduce. Use it properly in a sentence. I get a point. Everyone take a dab. Yes. Um, we didn't just yeah, intuitively it, say it uh, is. You, you don't need two spider mites like you do people to be able to make more of them. Uh, just one is able to reproduce asexually. If they, enjoy, if they have a preference. Like, I mean, it's weird. I sometimes deep thoughts with dude here, but seems like humans and maybe some more advanced mammals, if that's what I call them, like, will, you know, enjoy sex other than just for the act of reproducing. I'm like, pretty sure you know, it's us and dolphins are the only ones. Which is jacked up. <sighs> maybe that's why I have such a population problem. But, I mean, when you see things in nature and they're just like, the fuck bam, are my bam, dogs no. doing then, man? What are my dogs doing? That's just like a primal need to do that. They're not like dolphins will just do it uh, just to do it because they like it and it, they get an endorphin rush from it. I told you when I was in Costa Rica, I saw two turtles doing it. And then at the end, the one disengaged and slapped the other one on the ass. Yeah, you know, like praying mantis oh. do something like that, but it ends with him cutting the male's head off. <laughs> yeah, You're going to have to clear your history, by the way, if you start Googling dolphin sex. Some weird shit might go on. All right. So be careful. <laughs> uh, you got to like exclude people. <laughs> like, don't show me anything with. 
people. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, and so, but anyway, man, that yeah, there is a dominant and recessive traits. If that was something that you wanted to select for, you certainly could. And Guru, how do you do it? You, uh, you would clone with those. I'm, I'm sorry, you would make seeds with those and then select the seeds that yeah. had that same trait, right? Right. Uh, and yeah, there's lots of different ways you can do it and ways to do it faster and stuff. But yes, if you wanted to, you could just take that, outcross it to something else, find the offspring that have uh, that desirable trait, cross them together, take that down to like an F3, back cross it to the original one, right. do that again, and then like, yeah. You're, yep. Yep. What if Dude, we did you that? got it, man? Are you into it? Are you polyploided out, man, or what? I was going to say, what if we did that with people, but I think they already do. I fucking was going to say the same thing and decided just to <laughs> drop it. I was going to say, what do you think, 20, 30 years until uh, they're doing that with people? Wait, better question. Do you think that they haven't cloned a person yet? Not cloned a person, meaning somebody goes and takes some colloidal silver and clones them as a baby of there, themselves. There was a that's ge- freaking me out. There was a geneticist in China that claimed to have cloned a person, and then he just disappeared off the face of the earth. So He's over with Jack Ma, isn't he, man? Maybe. Actually, all right, good comments. Jack Ma's back, and he's happy. Everything's <laughs> better now. Mr. No One says, pepper plants don't like heavy newts. They won't provide fruit if over-fertigated. Fertigated means uh, it's a nutrient solution in the right? Not just it, irrigated it and irrigated. fertilized at the same time. It really what it means is liquid feed. When you're talking on uh, okay. like the the granulars that I have are the steak and potatoes in the in the, the nursery industry, and then they come out with a liquid feeds little dessert. And this Mr. Nolan's commenting on I have probably about I don't know twenty plus peppers. Um, I keep them in one gals, man. I like them to get root bound. And I think they push fruit a little quicker. Um, and as long as I keep on the watering, but I was having issues with them in the two by four tent. Um, and I wasn't positive on this next part. It says, plus they self pollinate. So when flowered, they need to either be given a little shake or a breeze. Mr. No one, where were you a year ago when I was just sitting there with my huge jalapeno plant? By the way, thank you so much. I'm just joking. Thank you so much for this information. It is super helpful. And this is how I learn uh, right in public. But I didn't realize that I grew a huge jalapeno plant and was just letting it grow like a beast, giving it tons of newts. Just like you remember the uh, ever flower, the never flowering garden. And I was at least expecting to get some hot peppers from it, but nothing. And it's true. I probably did need to pollinate them. And it was just meaning just give it a shake. And it it was just way too much nutrient. And pepper plants need a couple other things too. Uh, they don't do well in like an indoor grow. Uh, just generally, the humidity is way too high for them. Pepper peppers like it dry, and they like it hot. Um, and really? generally, a grow room is not dry enough. I, if you remember, uh, the pepper for the, that big jalapeno plant right. uh, was growing aerial roots off itself. <laughs> all over the place, like three feet up the plant growing aerial roots. It was just too humid in the grow at the time then for it. And they're really sensitive to nutrient ratios too. Uh, like to, you can get them to push more flowers. You don't want to over fertilize, but switching to a higher PK will kind of signal to it to switch and pump out more flowers. And then even in like commercial greenhouses, they either have bees to pollinate the pepper plants or they'll, uh, they have these like weird, it looks like a, uh, like a circular saw. Right. But they, it like straps onto the plant and just shakes the shit out of it. And it, and it <laughs> makes the pollen drop and it can self-pollinate itself. Well, I took mine outside. I see that. By the way, that one of the guys that works for me, uh, he goes, can you believe they let me alone with this, man? I'm like, <laughs> I'm letting nature do its, uh, I do see whether it could be flies, ants, bees, whatever is on the pepper plants moving around. It is pollinating them, and they are liking just that hot, 
nice ball of fire in the sky uh, doing good for him now. So hopefully I get a bunch before the weather turns. We don't have a long summer here, but I have another funny comment, a fun comment from WS. Thank you. We were talking about eating THC and how many milligrams the other way can bake. WS says, I can eat thousands of milligrams of THC and not feel a thing. I have some enzyme issue that won't absorb the THC before I digest it. My wife ate an inch long piece of a nerd rope and I ate four, uh, wait, oh, four, four 500, 500 milligram. milligram nerd ropes. That sucks. You guys never do that where you're like, I don't know. I've done it with a few things before and I'm like, it's not working. It's not working. Let me take a little more. Okay. It might've, might've been when I was tripping out and then all of a sudden it all starts working and you're like, fuck. So yeah, be really careful <laughs> with this shit, man. Been there, but there is people that do have, I don't know what it's called exactly, but they just, edibles don't affect them. Look at this. And this. The, op, the opposite, or not opposite, another thing that I've ran into people that would suck is that they like cannabis, but they're allergic to it. Like if they go in a fucking grow room or like raw flour or whatever, it just makes them break out in hives and shit. And one cat, like he even got, they had to go to the ER over it. It's crazy that those people, mm-hmm. though, can still smoke cannabis or take dabs out of can like a, of can. It's just weird the... How allergic reactions and immune systems work in people. My buddy came over to help us trim right back in the 90s. I was so excited. And uh, he was super psyched. He'd never seen that much weed within 15 minutes. He was like, I, I got to get out of here. I don't know what's happening. He couldn't breathe. It's like he was, started getting swollen. Mm. Uh, he got a rash on his arms. And like he like he touched a plant. We were like, all right, don't fuck with it. Just sit on the couch. He had to leave, man. And we should have taken him to the hospital. But. You know, instead, we just made fun of him and got him drunk. <laughs> so that's the move. When somebody needs to go to the hospital, alternative uh, B is just to make fun of them and let them drink. <laughs> I'm uh, just right. making, just totally making you smile, dude. Just having some fun. Yes, another great question. actually became the school teacher. Flush products needed or not by Pink Grow to the Sky. Says, hello, gentlemen. Thanks for the show, firstly. Thanks for digging the show. The question is to, and for the question. Anybody anybody get these grower questions up, guys, on dudegrows.com, so please contribute. The community over there is great. The question is to rinse or not to rinse. I understand flushing just fine, but recently came across, I don't, I'm glad you do just fine. Everybody's got their own opinion. It says recently came well, across We understand a the concept of it. The idea behind it is you're washing the nutrients away so the plant can eat you know, the nutrients that are uh, stored within it, right? So you're not smoking a whole shitload of nutrients stored in the plant. So simple concept, but that doesn't mean to fucking understand how the science of the plant works. Um. Recently came across a handful of products that claim to leach the salts from the medium. Have you guys used these products? Are they hey. worth the money? What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just maybe going to approach this in, in a couple segments because there's, there's a few little mini questions in there. Okay. But Guru, the, le- the leaching solutions, what, what I know that's weakening the, uh, the bond, right? So it's letting the salts leach out very easily. It's, it's not really weakening the bond, okay. though. It's actually just putting uh, something there that has a, a, another, it, bond. It, it, another bond that's stronger, stronger that it wants to pull on it harder. And they're right. usually chelates, uh, stuff that are actually able to have a stronger bond with something that's adsorbed to the soil. Sure. Um, what are they? The chelates. So, so like, that's what they're putting in there is chelates and chelates are going to grab the nutrient from the Grab that soil. off and, and make it not have as much affinity to cling on and adsorb sure. or stick to the surface of the soil particles. It will be able to like wash out. Uh, although all of this is kind of a waste 
Um, they are not worth it. Uh, if well, you hang want. on. We'll let them finish, and then we'll get into it. I okay. just wanted to know what those flushing solutions were. I'm sorry, dude. All good? Uh, um, so going on, we're talking about, every, not every line, but some lines definitely had a product on the shelf at the hydro store, specifically final flush or final, final phase might be one. Um, but uh, going on to the question, I think here, actually, sorry, I was well, You know, forward. it's pretty sad. All he's asking is, are these things worth the money or are you going to be flushing your money down the drain, so to speak? And by the way, nice. I, I see what you did there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> said he's going to try a small bottle experiment for himself, but here you go. Exactly what I do. Guru surely has some science for me. So Yeah, the funny the, part is you don't even need to flush. Uh, yeah, we were talking about <laughs> that. You are not because we. You're raised on commercial production, nope. and uh, and I'm a nursery guy too. So in nurseries, and I know so many other professional growers, whether it's blueberry the guys, you're growing as well. Strawberries, Your bamboo is a little different, of course. But, but true, there's not there's saying. not a single other agricultural crop that gets flushed. Yeah, there, I'm talking about. I'm in homestead very frequently. That's where a shitload of fruit is produced. Uh, is there a single other agricultural pro- crop that gets smoked? Uh, tobacco. Um, well, I mean, cloves, <laughs> banana peels, yeah, the corn, um, hair out of corn. Yeah, so, so, Guru, when you're saying it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't need to be flushed. Now, are you saying you're going to take your nutrients up to the day of chop? You're not even going to go to plain water. Uh, not full strength. And no, and no, I'm not going to go to just plain. Uh, plain water. I'm going to taper the nutrients down as it gets towards the end, uh, but not trying to flush everything out of there. The science behind that is just completely flawed. Um, There's not going to be any discernible difference in the amount of nutrients that are present in the bud versus present in uh, the finished product. Uh, What people think is a, a problem from them not flushing is them not curing properly. And it's the same people that are doing the same thing. So what do you mean, curing the weed after it's cut? The the what makes weed have like white, uh, good burning ash, right? Is it being cured and dried properly? Not right, what's not the, the amount of behind, like what's happening when it's cured then. That is like the breakdown of uh, carbohydrates and just other things metabolically that were going on with the plant that give it that smoother smoke and better burn. Because just think about it. The plant is assimilating nutrients over the course of its entire life from the ground. You think you cutting them out for the last two weeks have any difference in the amount that's actually in the finished flower? It doesn't. People have done testing on this. Uh, Flushing is a myth. If you want to continue to do it, by all means. Uh, But... If anything, you're just wasting a little bit of money, um, Dude, especially if you're getting one of these flushing products. This is why Nat Pennington doesn't want to hire college boys, man. Well, he wants the at, soulful motherfuckers, man, right? Click on the And Guru, group. I'm kind of fucking with you, but hang on. Remember the guy was talking from the university about the, uh, he's getting his uh, horticultural degree and he was kind of bummed out about what Nat said? Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting example is that just and you might be right. But if you go to Nat's, you know, nursery and try to get him to stop flushing after he's been doing it for 20 years, I I bet you that's what he means, man. There probably is a lot of gross science that has trickled up and because it's always worked for him. Yep. Like the dude, man, you fucking flush and you fucking your weed is insane. I'm not going to say the F word anymore. In the comments, Maestro says, certainly no of these products are not needed. If you could click on that link from Maestro, he had an article. I just want to show these two pictures mainly. It says, start a flush, looking at a nice bud, looks pretty green, leaves starting to fade a little behind the bud, and then day of chop. Now, I want to see, in the day of chop, we're looking at it, there's no green left in this plant, man. It's yellowed out. The bud looks beautiful. 
Right. Um, and Guru, you're mentioning waste of money to flush. Uh, maybe in the sense if you're buying these unneeded flushing products. But what if you find out that you're getting the same weight and just much good quality bud by going to plain water for the last two weeks? If I don't go to plain water for the last two, 10 days to two weeks or whatever I'm going to decide to do with a particular strain, I'm not getting the same image as this day of chop. And the day of chop to me is what sense, I don't know, it just looks like that's probably if, what's going to happen in the fall time out in nature. But hear me out. If you taper your nutrients, you'll get more yield and it will still look like that. When you say taper, I mean, what are you going down to? At the end, you're at 200 ppm? No, down to like half strength tops. Okay, well, I max out at 800, so I'm going to take it down to like 250 then, you're saying. Something like that? Half, uh, so four, 425. Mm. This is where we bust Guru's balls, man. I'm, when, I, as, as, soon I, as, as soon as Guru starts growing, man, you know. No, nah, we're waiting on a Gorilla Grow tent for Guru, and then uh, he's in there. We all got grows at that point. In there bro. like swimwear. <laughs> Sure, I follow, but okay. Yeah, I don't know what that saying actually means, but... It's kind of cool if you just didn't think about it, though. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense if it makes people think. You know what I mean? That's right. You just act like you know. Act like I know where to shout out to here next. And thanks for the flushing conversation. Pink grow to the sky, um, as well as we had... Uh, shoot, I should give a little credit here in the comments. Maestro, just to the point, as usually, definitely not needed. Check this out. Oh, that was the only comment. So thank you, Maestro, for commenting and <laughs> bringing up one of your... the mic. If you do want to also see some of those articles, guys, just using the search bar, you can search uh, J Maestro. I think you can even click on it. He's got a lot, some of them lengthy and very informative articles, whether it's on cloning or this flushing. So you go to dudegrows.com and search some of those out, please. Yes. Shout out no. to Maestro. I've seen him recently. Out. He's like the last DGC I think I've seen out of town. Seen him pretty recently. Yes, down in Florida. Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm still stuck behind the world's longest border between countries, my friend. I That sucks. And I feel, <laughs> hang on, I want to revisit something really quick. Jay Maestro, the guy that says flushing's a myth, is from Homestead, Florida. The exact place that I'm talking about where... They have just tons of commercial production. You want to see where strawberries are grown? I mean, like I said, there's a huge cannabis place that's by a blueberry plantation, which actually makes no sense, but it's actually an indoor blueberry starter place. But there's just all sorts of fruit production that goes on the year. They have, uh, shit, they got some weird stuff. They got some fruits there that I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, they sell it to like the Chinese and they tie every single one in a little mesh bag while it's growing so that the bugs can't get to it. That's how fucking valuable these, these fruits are. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty amazing there. Well, I'm going to give it up to uh, Recharge, Scatty. Hey. You guys want to get some Recharge for your grow, realgrowers.com. You can shout Real Growers Recharge at Amazon Prime. Get it to you right away from yeah. the man. You and can support your local growing, grow store and go over to your grow store. Oh, and thank you. Real growers recharge there. Local grow stores are, I mean, something that you should support if you can. When you have, especially if they're a good one, they got some good people on staff, some knowledge. You can buy a lot of shit off Amazon now, but a good grow store that will support the products and help you with any problems, especially if you're learning to grow. I get it. Yep. Some people don't necessarily need that because they're a seasoned grower and I don't know, they just need this. But yeah, sure. brick and mortar. What's that? I'm just, I'm just giving you the Ed McMahon. Yes, yes. you yes. are correct, sir. Yes. Thank you. So definitely do that. Or if you're growing in Canada, your freedom for baby, <laughs> recharge Canada. 
.ca will hook you up with some recharge. <laughs> hey, All right. dude, can I tell you nope. something interesting going on at our local grocery store? Yeah. Uh, they're starting to, they're selling starts like vegetable starts. They're really using it. And, uh, uh, this one girl, shout out to mountain lion supply, a really cool grow store up in Laporte. And they're, uh, it's, it's really about growing. Sure. You're going to grow your cannabis and you're also going to grow your, grow your vegetables and you're pretty much going to grow them the same way. Mm -hmm. It's an, it's a neat concept. And I think that would get me, or that does get me out to go just see what's going on. Hey, you know what, man, I'll stop by there. I think they got that giant pumpkin. Growing, growing know. in the front. And guess what? It's legit, man. I think they just probably got some heat on them. And, you know, then they had a little backroom meeting. They're like, shit, can start yeah. to order vegetables now. Remember back in the day, every grow store would have a vegetable seed rack. So, like, if like that's what it's for. Like, that's if my point. Coming. It used to be a decoy. Now it's a, it's a segue. Now it's a legitimate uh, profit center for them where they're like, you know what? I got these guys understanding about growing or the, everyone that comes in here loves growing cannabis. So what an easy segue or what, you know, uh, you know, it would be to get them to start growing. Hey, look, you ever think about what you're eating? You know how easy it is to, you know, grow enough tomatoes to, you know, feed yourself in a salad for the season or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. No, I dig. I dig. All right. I'm going to give up to uh, another grow. Oh, this is a grow hack. Thanks, guys. Yeah. For putting up some more grow hacks on dudegrows.com. This is Laundry Fresh Exhaust Valve by Bones Too Far High. It says, word up, DDC. It's Bones from Cornwall here. Where's Cornwall? Cornwall is in England. It is in England. Isn't it like the South Coast or something? I can't fucking remember, but um, it's in England. We have hung out with Bones. Bones is we, a very cool a, guy. Dude, that's right. Uh, we hung out Holy with the shit. Druids at the we, music festival. Bones is a cool dude. Yes, Bones is the Druids guy, man. When uh, What music festival? I don't remember. Glastonbury, cool maybe? One. The one where uh, Tinkerbell is giving out uh, buds to people that needed them. You remember that the bud fairy would walk over and just hand him a bud because he gave all his weed to his uh <laughs> he gave all his weed to his buddy. Went out to go visit the pizzas, man, the pizzas. All right, forget it. I'm done. England, England. My son's been watching Peaky Blinders lately, bringing me back to that series. That's a really good show too. Yes, makes me a little. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't hate on the gypsies. The gypsies got some good skills, man. They got some good skills. Some street smarts there. Their tears have lots of uses too. <laughs> all right bringing it back here uh, i've been having troubles with my carbon filter week seven onwards as my girlies are getting super stinky being in prohibition land this is a big problem i'm not sure why it's failing as the filter is brand new and the largest one i can buy for a four inch duct system can we just thought, stop right there man because yeah, yeah. look at where your intake is are you pushing or pulling for i guess you'd have to be uh if you're pulling, look be the seal between your fan. Or, you know, you might be sucking air from somewhere inside air. Well, yeah, and you'd mentioned it when we reviewed this. Check, make sure check in all your connections, whether mm -hmm. your your four inch duct. Sometimes I've used that uh, silver HVAC tape when I didn't have like a nice four inch hose clamp, and that can look like it's attached, but all of it can pop off at once, and there can be a little crack. Yep, moisture um, will do that easy with that stuff. I prefer gaffer's tape. <laughs> well, he's saying in week seven too. Like sometimes the carbon filter is sized right for all of your grow until the stinkiest part, or you yeah. switch strains. We all know some strains smell way worse than others. Not worse in a bad way, but more it's a stronger smell. Um, but the hack here is he took like a soup can 
like crunched right. it kind of in half, put a bunch of holes in it, stuffed it full of fabric softener sheets, and then put that can inside as four inch ducting. So the air blows over it when it exhausts. And he's like, money. This is the same concept which we would sell, yes, a lot of, of uh, Ona. Ona gel, sure. Ona sprays, Ona dispensers. Like you have the story about the one on the wall on a timer. That was an osium hey. dispenser, like for a bath. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The gels, though, man, I've had guys like just during harvest, let's say only during harvest, they come in and buy like four gallons or even just a gallon of the gel. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing with a whole gallon of this gel? Spray my man. lawn with it. During harvest, like we'd make like a perimeter around the trim, like, you know, because right. they're looking at fucking doing time, if, you know, so they go deep with it. The Ona containers, um, you can buy those. Uh, they will fit in four inch ducting. And what I used to do is drill a couple four little holes with a drill on the top of the container, set that up to my ducting on the exhaust. Uh, only during certain times of the grow when I really needed it. I'm usually getting closer to harvest. This is a cool hack, man. Dryer sheets we've used to cover up what weed smell forever, right? Dube tube, sure. is that what it's called? Yes, it is. It's uh, awesome. My wife was using one of those in Colorado. I'm like, you, you know it's fully, fully, fully legal here, right? right? Like, it's just prohibition that's so embedded. Like, <laughs> this is how I smoke. I'm like, wait, nobody's even home. What are you doing? You know we're already getting the smoking fee in the rental car, so just fucking smoke it, all right, man? We've just accepted that that's something that we just get. It's <laughs> part of the cost. Even the vape. No, the vape has actually been good. I've been using the vape pen, like, when I'm actually returning the car to the airport. <laughs> nice. Trips driving, man. This is cool. Uh, it is true, though, man. Sometimes, you know, week seven, harvest, your air filter just ain't enough. I've had people come over to help me trim, and... It's the worst thing when they just get all excited, uh, like mad, and they're like, "You can smell it at the mailbox." Dude, I they're shit like, my pants, man. I yeah. said on the show, I went out, to, you know, get the get the trim. The, the guys over, the little trim crew, helped me trim a four letter. Guys, I'm gonna go get pizzas. Anybody want some beers? Whatever. You tell me what you want. I went out and get it. I was coming back, and then another buddy biked home, and he's like, "A block down, dude, at the light." Started to smell it there. Yeah. I immediately was lucky. I lived in Colorado and we were, had a lot of grocery stores, got in the car and went and drove and bought a can 100. And one thing that <laughs> just got in the car and drove away from the whole thing. One thing to keep in mind with uh, specifically carbon filters when you're using them, if you have a really humid environment, the life of that carbon filter will be significantly less than uh, a less humid environment. True, so like it's probably not the best idea to just run that all the time in veg when your humidity is just generally going to be higher in the grow. Run it in flower when it actually starts to stink or have like a room scrubber instead of a just exhaust through your carbon filter all the time all right we've got another grill question yes. <laughs> this is first time with pest spider mites east oh. coast chronic knock on wood east coast chronic i haven't had spider mites in years what are you doing what are you doing man thinks of myself yeah all right this has been a member for several months and love all the content knowledge support as well as the community thank you for supporting the show yeah it's really appreciated pretty bummed out this week after discovering a bad i had a bad infestation of spider mites with only four weeks left in flower that's not a good time they came on quick and came on strong the real shame is that the grow was trending to be my best grow to date for yield on the turp smelled great on these lake tahoe from best coast genetics yes three seeds from this fine group right on right okay okay we can okay, so this, rather man. than fight the infestation, I simply threw out the plants and cut my losses. You like threw that? out the plants? You should have made some goddamn edibles with them, man. If you're four weeks in 
and you find quote an infestation meaning like if there's like webbing on the buds and shit like i got tricks up my sleeve i'll try and do some shit but i ain't gonna fight if i did if he's got other genetics he's just like look i don't want to deal with this maybe you don't have the time you all know when you have pests time in your grow goes up doubles triples quadruples man you can throw uh, predators in flowering though you can okay we could hit that for sure that's going to be my go-to predator is the only time i like to use predators unless i am in a ipm situation with a larger outdoor grow or whatever is in flower indoors under lights because i'm not going to spray a lot of other things it's cool if you get a little pop it something like this you get the population under control and then they're just hanging out eating you know whatever that whatever shows up until they break the life cycle i don't know yeah, we haven't talked about it in a while. No, I they did would break one. the life cycle. They would just eat them though as they come out. I did uh, the ice water sprays on these were buds that were over four weeks in. Ice water with out of a sprayer with a uh, it had a pretty strong like it was like a strong squirt gun type. It wasn't a mist, so I was just you know, and I had climate control in this room. So after that was done, the humidity could be brought down. Make sure the water doesn't stay in the bud. Buds right. don't get ruined by a little spraying. Whoever's saying you never spray anything on your buds. It rains outside. And I see some great bud come from outside. But regardless, uh, if you have a way to control your temperature, that's fucking huge too. If you can bring it down to like 68 versus 78, like you are really going to slow these guys down. Yeah, like, that's what's so important. Out. Like, you, you know how you can grow with LEDs at a higher temperature? You know, you can grow at 84 degrees or whatever it is. At 84 degrees, though, if you get a couple spider mites or whatever, thrips, they multiply so much faster. Like at 70-something degrees, they multiply this much, and it's like huge amount. It's until about 120 degrees, and then they just die. But it does yeah. exponentially just faster and faster yep. until you get to 120 degrees. And then they yeah, die. so you'll definitely slow the life cycle. It, the life cycle and that's down. So that's a tool, like in your toolbox for dealing with them. First and foremost, you want to slow them down so they're not reproducing and breeding so much. Uh, then you want to have some type of knockdown to kill off as many of them as you possibly can, uh, and then once you switch to something more preventative, um, we've been talking about it recently, the ozonated water is a really good way to interrupt the uh, life cycle of a spider mite. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't kill the adult insects at all, but it punctures holes uh, like readily in the eggs. So if you spray every three days on like a continued cycle until you start to see population numbers decline, you can just knock out them at the egg part of their life cycle. And it's a mechanical control that's not going to fail. They're not going to get resistance to. Yeah, that is it's pretty interesting. I do. I want to test that myself, but uh, that's pretty goddamn interesting. Yeah. Every three day knockdown, uh, like I would say that in veg when I was promoting using neem and a product called SM90 together. Sure, sure. And uh, it was like, you got to spray every three days super thoroughly. And then by the time I think I'd tell them to do four or five of them and then go to once a week is your IPM and you should be you should be taking care of them. Um, here's the question, though, in all this. When I ripped the plants out from the no-till bed, then vacuumed and then bleached the entire tent aside from the 70-gallon bed itself, if I just leave it empty without plants and continue to spray the walls and floor with bleach cleaner, you could use ozonated water for all that. Do you think it would be safe to transplant into the veg period uh, when the veg period is done in the other three-by-three three tent? So it'll be two months um, he's also said he's been practicing IPM with neem, peppermint, and rosemary oil sprays every week for the past few weeks. So that bed where the spider mites were will have nothing in it for two months. So even I if, don't know. I have no cannabis in it, but isn't there grass growing in it and clover right there? Oh, I see looking at the picture down here. Yeah. I mean, this could be a good spot for uh, spider mites. Oh, look at that nasty-ass picture. Fuck. I didn't even look at the one with all yeah. of them under the leaf. 
<laughs> Damn, that's a lot. Jesus, uh, that's a lot. No, look at there's a picture of the bed. The bed's completely clean. Third or fourth pick down here. Good looking room, man. Uh, technically, okay, guru. Okay, I see what you're saying. It is completely clean at the end. Cool. So if there's any eggs and the, the, it's warm enough, what signals the eggs to hatch would be a proper environment, right? If it's warm, eggs are going to hatch, bugs going to come out and say what Proper kind. environment, like outdoors, they come out in March or April is when spider mite eggs are generally going to hatch. So but they, uh, spider mites are weird and they will overwinter or, or lay dormant, not necessarily in a winter period, right. if there's no food around. Um, it they are weird little bugs. Um, it, they can definitely come back. This is why integrated pest managements are things uh, because you want they to, they will keep coming back. You need to treat this like they're there and continue doing your IPM to keep them in check. Um, at this point, with it cleaned and everything sitting alone for a couple months, it is a good time to get predatory bugs in there. Um, what and are they going to eat, though? Whatever spider mite stuff is there or they're going to die off uh, or, I mean, if you're have access to this type of stuff you can get grass mites um and just plant some grass in there in the corner of there and it will act as like a reservoir for food um and your predatory bugs can be okay that's how commercial greenhouses do it they'll have uh like reservoir indicator plants that keep grass mites on it they're not pathogenic to anything else uh your predator bugs will eat there but they would rather eat spider mites so they'll eat that if there's nothing else but then as soon as there's uh an insect population of something they like more they move out so that's my go-to if I'm in flower and I think I'm going to get them or I've had them. Too expensive for me when I already he already has IPM. He's got the neem, peppermint, and rosemary oil sprays. That's going to work fine if you're spraying that. If you're spraying that every week moving forward, all the way up to two to three weeks into bloom, and you're scoping thoroughly, you're scout there scouting. You're looking under all the leaves, all the corners of the garden, thinning out your canopy, keeping it manageable so you can see if something's going to pop up. I'm totally comfortable with that. And you should, should be fine. Because just uh, one thing of note, too, before we move on, um, in this first picture here, you can tell that that's a really thick canopy that wasn't thinned out too much. And I'm sure there's not much air movement going through there. It also sits pretty low in that bucket. Um, that's something like a cultural practice as far as uh, bugs in the canopy, something you want to uh, figure out a solution to. Um, of thin, air. Get thin more air, canopy. thin that up, maybe not use the tote uh, with it like sitting no, he's just, a that, foot below. I think uh, that, that tote's just for getting them the fuck out of there. He had them in the... Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Dude, there's yeah. so many mites in this second picture. It's disturbing. Yeah. And I would what, say I mean, that I, I just want to take back about wanting to fight them for four weeks. You're right. I had a plant that was like in week four flowering it looks kind of frosty now or week five and uh, i wanted to throw it out because i'm like fuck man you know i want to grow i just want to grow good strong plants you know who wants to, to nurse plants for four or five more weeks that are just loaded with spider mites takes the pleasure out of growing well and also um how did they get there okay gotta think how the hell did you get them there and why did you let them populate i think you did to that point, I mean, the, the, if there's that many under that one little leaf petiole, I'm thinking you got a shit ton on your plants, yeah. too. Hey, you're living, you learn, man. So the next time you know exactly what to look for, thank you for the great picture. You see the two yeah, spots definitely. on them? It looks like little eyeballs. Uh, and then the, that's the actual spider mite itself. And then take a look at those little balls right there. And those are the eggs. And it's uh, that's a great picture. Oh, look, and then when it really gets bad along the edges of the leaf there, that's webbing. And after the next step is to just come over and have that webbing all around the leaf where it's just white. 
Or the entire bud covered in oh. spider mite webs, too. That's the worst thing you can ever see if you walk, or especially someone else's garden, too. Walk in, then be oh. super excited. You're just like, oh, there's spider mites everywhere. Yeah. You say, I'm Thanks about to all get naked. Comments, man. That's why I tell people to make posts over here on dudegrows.com or grow question. <clears throat> we got 12 comments. Thanks, Jay Maestro. I'm going to go with the Zard Grew. Uh, Sunny and Bactopia, nay, hey, detox. Did you say what Maestro said, though, man? Dump the soil and start over. Hmm. Dump your soil. That's the that's the <coughs> prognosis here, huh? That sucks, man. You know how much work goes into making a living soil bed that big? Oh, yeah. East Coast Chronic says, I've been building the soil for over a year and have several hundred dollars invested in it and really prefer not to have to start from scratch. I don't think you should, man, because what will happen, you'll just get spider mites again. Spider mites, it's not, it's not root aphids, man. You know, you can handle spider mites. you got to get them when it's early. You get those yellow sticky traps. You use uh, preventative uh, oil, whether you use uh, neem. If, yeah, I don't think you want to use pyrethrin. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to prevent them. Uh, predators, I don't know, man. I, I like ladybugs. I, I used them in the greenhouse. You guys like them indoors too much? Um, man, it's, ladybugs are cool because they're cute. Yeah, My daughter likes cool. them. Yeah, and, and they do eat pretty much anything. Man. One thing with ladybugs, though, is you got to get them to stay around when you release them. Like right. when you buy them, you're buying adult ladybugs. Sure. But for them to be effective as like an IPM technique, sure. uh, you need to get a breeding population so that you have them in the nymph stage going around. Right. An adult ladybugs eats like 20-ish other insects a sure. day, where a ladybug nymph eats like 200. It's an order like 10 times sure. as many. Sure. Um, so you have to keep them around and get them to actually have a breeding population there for them to be effective. Uh, yeah, but it's not that hard to do that. No, they're just uh, some like less intrusive uh, predator bugs that you can use right. that will uh, do this job specifically for spider mites more effectively than the ladybugs will. And you won't have thousands of ladybugs all over the place, although that is kind of cool sometimes. I appreciate the tidiness of the praying mantis. Praying Manti are really cool. Californicuses or Hypoaspis miles, any of those, uh, some good generalist bugs. Um, and if you're worried about that soil and there being eggs overwintering in the soil and you aren't going to throw it out, rove beetles would be something really good to get. And then another one, pirate bugs. Um, just watch out for them. If they bite you, it hurts like crazy. So you want to avoid getting bit by the pirate bugs. You want them to just go in there and eat other insects. Just watch out for the pirate bugs. No pirate bugs for me. Arr. All right, before we get into our grows here, I'm going to go over to the pros list, dogrows.com forward slash pros. If you are shopping for your grow, please check it out. Vote with your dollars today. Uh, Rockin' Rapid, rapidled.com. And featuring, as I always do, because I love these things, the Core 85 LED bars, extremely low profile. I have three of these in my 2x4 tent. They all pigtail together, if you will. And you don't need to run free. That's because this is for a bloom tent, and it definitely will every area of your 2x4 tent with three of these in there will have the proper amount of light for veg all the way to flower to finish. If it's just a veg tent, you can just run two of them. Um, But they're sick. They're really slick and really Thin and really economical at 85 watts each. And Rapid LED also has a bunch of other cool shit over there. If you guys want to build some LEDs, if you want to get some fancy shit, some dimmer equipment, or create, uh, man, what's the other thing we still haven't gotten? The um, <clears throat> exotic. I want to get the exotic board. But first, I do have to figure out something with my, uh, my R spec that's going on before I add to it. As we say, when adding different types of lighting to your grow, make sure everything else 
is perfected first. Yeah, it's like building a car. You know, you're gonna put three or four new new components on an engine at once. <laughs> you know, no, no, we'll know what's wrong, man. RapidLED.com coupon code dude will help you out over there across the board. A lot of good lights, guys. Check them out. So. Actually, it's a terrible analogy because put in like a piston kit, new crankshaft, right? New heads, then new camshaft, new. Yeah, you would put a bunch of things in at once in a car. You could. It's different, different with exhaust. a garden when you're trying to justify yes. adding products for sure. When you're like, oh yeah, well. Dude, this last one was awesome. I added this booster. I did the, you know, you could just point your finger at a few True. things at a time. True. So what do we, we got a picture. We can visually see something from your grow today, huh? Guru, we got something, man. We got uh, that's, some. That's some, the plan I wanted to throw out, by some. the way. I just can't, I know Warehouse Kyle would be so pissed if I do. But yeah, I just had, uh, that was, I started, remember I told you I had the wrong levels, the wrong uh, levels in the heavy buckets? Mm-hmm. I knew because the plants started looking like shit. And I, once I adjusted them, I was able to get them to where they're still stacking on. They still look decent. But once you screw something up in flour, week two of flour, week three of flour, man, they're just not going to come back. They're just starting I don't, to I could screw something up in week two or three of flour and still come at, make it worth my okay. time to have a decent harvest. That's yeah, too early. I, this is worth my time to have a, de- you know, I'll, I'll harvest this plant. Damn, do you got any of the ones in back, though? Yes, and, I do. I think that... Yeah, there is. you go, man. Those I saved in time because it was a root issue. And okay. that is super lemon haze. I thought those things in veg, I was like, I have one left that I've been keeping in a cup because I'm like, fuck this thing, man. This thing is sparse as hell. You know, there's like inner nodes every eight or ten inches. Like, this thing's going to suck. It is the biggest fucking yielder, man. It's huge. So this is just... <laughs> I want to say that's uh, the that's uh, week four or five on the fifteenth. So we're about week five, week six, somewhere around there. Okay. And look, yeah, starting to look good. New mill. You're not. That's, that's the new mill side. Any autos currently? But you plan on it? I just planted. I've been planting like a crazy man. Yeah, I've definitely been planting autos, but I just got them. Oh, there's my Mondo plant right there. I'm, I'm playing with. That's the slow release. This one, plant. I think, just flipped to flower, too. Yeah, that flipped to flower, and I'm just playing with dosages and whatnot, but that is, a, I just water and then recharge on that thing. It's the only thing I give it. Everything else is just this one part that's incorporated into the soil. Actually, nice. I think that one's just top-dressed. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm playing with. Those went in, uh, I think, uh, yeah, right around on the first. So, yep, looking forward. 60-day Mondo trial. Wish me luck, brother. Never <laughs> used it indoors. Um, all right, I'm gonna take it over to my grow here. I'm calling Hang on, we're still, we're still in my grow, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. Go I ahead. don't know. I don't even know. Guru, you got more pictures. These are cool. This, this is the last one that we had here. I, I like that veg, man. I think those are great looking. That's, I mean, that's a big fucking plant. And I will trim that one more time. And I got to go bamboo stake that. I got to go take those, those, uh, all those tops and level them off. So they're, they're all kind of equal and that they're all supported so they can get really heavy. Right on. Yes, sir. All right. I'm just looking at these plates. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to take it if you weren't done. I'm done, man. I'm just looking at that thing being like, damn, I got to do some work tonight. <laughs> That's what I was staring at that saying. I got the uh, summer shutdown coming here. I'm running into issues. I didn't anticipate um, my garage is just getting a little too hot, a little too hot. In a perfect world, 
the back of my AC unit would be venting to outside and not into the garage, but there's just really no way, <clears throat> no way I can do that. So I turned the light down to what I thought seemed not 50%. The issue right. is the GMO, um, for one, it goes up to like 80 something days, I think 80 to 84. Maybe you can take it a little earlier, but too long, man. That's putting me into sure. July. That's prime sure. time. Some of the time. I mean, I like flavor, but come on. But it's a bit taller. I trained her down once, trained her twice. And right now <laughs> I am about on some of the buds, 14, probably 14 to 15 inches off of the 600 watt R spec from HLG. Right. And I think that's a bit too close because the very top of the buds are getting a little, little stretchy and a little thin. And I'm wondering if that's a light or a heat stress. Um, but I believe on their site, I should be like 18 to 24 inches off. So would you do a, I mean, I'm going to have to do the bending over. I don't have any other option. I have at least a month left on this plant. It's got a flower for another month. I think that's like, I mean, typically this far into bloom, I don't like to be bending over to the point. I'm not going to snap branches, but they're going to get bent hard. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you like doing that, man? I I, I, I do. I do like doing it. But as I get, I don't want them to take that they're real healthy. They should heal pretty quick. I get worried about taking away a little bit from the bud, but with 30 days left, I guess that that should be plenty of time. I'm just cool. talking about that branch, homie. Absolutely. No, like bamboo if, steak, pull it over, and it's really cool. To, you can do, make like a full-on, almost a 90-degree bend, and then you can come well, on with it. You're just doing it. I'm going to be doing like bend the stem, take it, and you know what oh, I mean? super cropping it. You're it's talking about knuckle. Snap, snapping it and knuckling it. No, I don't know if you should do that, man. Fuck that's, no. I, I mean, it'll, with a month left, that's what I'm going for. I think it'll heal in time. You don't, you don't think I'm too far into bloom for this? Yeah, man. I, I'm so sorry, but I really do. I would just do the low stress training where you just make an, an S, you know, make a big, okay. uh, man, I do. I think that technique is awesome for sending, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you use anybody super crop and flower? I think it's a veg technique to grow fucking huge you, veg tops. You most definitely can. I mean, I've been, I super crop the whole, I'm totally comfortable with the first 30 days of bloom. Really? Especially the first two weeks during that crazy ass stretch. They heal so quick. That's why I'm tempted to do it because when my plants are really healthy, they seem to heal pretty quick. And I'm thinking that's going to be more beneficial than having that. I turn the light down too. I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I have more than enough light. I need a meter or whatever. And I talk about not needing that shit, but maybe the 600 watt and the five by five tent um, that for one, I do feel it's too close to that flower at 14 inches. Um, So that was outweighing the yeah the benefit of bending them over or just letting the light continue to hit them. But we'll see. Long story short, I've never grown in this garage in the summer. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pull it off. So I'm going to be one of those seasonal growers, shut it down for July, August, and probably at least half of September. And then and I'm going to keep genetics, though. The GMO, I have two little baby plants of it. I'm like, I got it. I was like, man, I don't even want to keep these around, but it's like, I got to keep them around so I can do it right. I can finish sure. it right. Grow that sure. GMO in the fall for 85 days, bring on cold ass color shit. That'll be like December or something. I'd be finishing. I'll have no heat issues. I'll have plenty of access to cold air in the garage um, and get a real good finish on it. Cause I think I'm getting more of a hot finish right now. I'm not having my cool nighttime temperatures at all. You know right. what I mean? There's almost no difference, like just a little bit of difference between day and night right now, which I, I like to have a bit of more of a difference. So Yeah, that is very undued there. 
heat is uh yeah heat is the struggle right now so. yeah you you were always known for kind of finishing in a really cool spot and then cool you know drying in a cool spot and it always had a ton of flavor great colors i got the good spot for drying for sure still but man yeah that garage gets heated up even with my exhaust on it so but i'll keep you updated uh and shiz i gotta get that video up man uh check over on patreon there should be a video up of my grow uh, if you guys want to see what's going on, I'm going to put some more grow videos up. Yes. So, who is shouting out today for some recharge, man? How about the Hydro Pros, man? In Utica, Michigan. So, Bohanzi, what's up? Nice, nice. Hydro Pros. That's a very, it's not very low on the list. You know how I like to judge the names of hydro stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones, man. Um. All right, let's put it in the bag with some shout outs, man. I'm going to start it off here. If you guys had a good time, if we helped you grow, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Thank you very much, DGC. I'm going to have a shout out to. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What do you think Hydro Pros does? Mm, that could be it's actually. Not a bad uh, name. If you're a hydro store, not a bad name. I don't know. What I do you think, think Plant I, Parenthood does? Well, that's I, the best yeah. name ever, though. <laughs> hydro Pros is very vague. Like I, yeah. I even, I, I mean, we're doing it on a, a cannabis growing show. So I know what it means, of course, but like oh, sure. in general daily life, are they plumbers? Wait, what do these guys do? Are they, uh, zone in Costa Rica thinking like, I'm going to go to a grow store in Costa Rica. And it was like the pesticide store. You know what I mean? Were you saying guru? Those have to be the funniest walk-ins at a at a hydro store when someone comes in thinking it's like a plumbing supply store. Right. Like, <laughs> huh, what's going on here? Got a float valve. All right, let's do some shout-outs here. We'll start it off with Hemby Hermit Chronic Crab. <laughs> what's up? And Reefer Franklin, how you doing? Right, see me grow all day, every day. Right. How about two? And Plant Doc UK, what's up? Reefer Dadness. <laughs> Help me out with this, dude. And Ananamooses stays lit. I like it. I like it. Uh, lighting up rentals, Cody. <laughs> so good. And Dirty Homes. How you doing? Yeah. Wow, those are kind of related, right? After you light up rentals, you don't want to leave dirty homes, you know? Thank you very no. much. Uh, love for the plant. What's yes. up, man? Local yes. boy. All right, stay higher, DDC. Until next time, we'll be awake and in a bacon. Take your easy, dude. Will do, will do. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on it's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on it's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it out of love